First time I read Catcher in the Rye, I liked and felt bad for Holden Caulfield. The second time I read it, I couldn't stand Holden Caulfield, and I was happy about his demise. These contradictory feelings toward one of American literature's most famous protagonists is in line with Caulfield's contradictory feelings toward, well, just about everything. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ALA podcast, where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. It's been my experience that you can usually tell when someone is overly concerned about what others think about him because they tell everyone they know that they don't care what other people think about them. Let's hear it from Holden himself. And I quote, What I really felt like, though, was committing suicide. I felt like jumping out the window. I probably would have done it, too, if I'd been sure somebody would cover me up as soon as I landed. I didn't want a bunch of stupid rubbernecks looking at me when I was all gory. End quote. Shortly, this happens shortly after Holden is assaulted by Maurice, the elevator pimp. Right afterwards, he takes a bath, goes to bed, and confesses he would have rather killed himself than go to sleep. His reason for not doing it gives the reader a glimpse into his contradictory nature. He claims he wants to be isolated, yet seems really concerned with what everybody else thinks about him. He wants to die because everyone, everybody else is a phony, yet wants to live because he doesn't want the phonies to judge him. Now, Holden shares his suicidal thought in this passage, and not for the last time. There's uh, most likely students in your classroom who have had similar thoughts or still have them. So I would uh, obviously want to treat this passage with sensitivity. Now I'm going to move away from Holden's contradictory feelings and talk about something that's not contradictory. That's right, that's ELAComicWorldLessonPlans.com, where I combine most of the lesson plan units I've created into one PDF file and have made it available to you, my loyal listener. Contains complete unit plans for 33 short stories, 11 poetry units, all types of writing, three novels, two Shakespearean plays, and an epic poem. See Odyssey, you probably figured that out. You could literally not have to create a lesson plan for the entire year and still not get through everything. I just realized that was a pretty awkward transition. I went from Holden Caulfield suicidal thoughts to perhaps, uh, you know, teenagers is a kind of a suicidal agent to ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com. I'm not really sure that was the uh, best transition, but I made it. I made it because I hate suicide, but I love ELACommonCourtLessonPlans.com. Now, I have a quick lesson plan right now regarding holding, regarding holding Caulfield and his many contradictory thoughts, actions, and words. Now, I know it's summer. You're probably not writing lesson plans while at the beach or in the mountains or at the pool or just hanging out. So, you know, if it's still summer, maybe you're listening to this in the future. Well, I guess obviously you're listening to this in the future. <laughs> it's not live. <laughs> maybe you're listening to this in October and the whole summer thing doesn't apply. If it is summer, though, just bookmark this. Come back to it before you teach this novel. If you teach, Does anyone even teach this novel anymore? It is a bit saucy for high school. I've offered it in the past as a book club slash independent reading type book with parental permission required. It's pretty, uh, some explicit language. We'll just put it that way. Anyhow, I have a good character lesson plan you can use with this, or you can adapt it to another novel or short story. It's a simple two-column chart. Label the left column, words of Holden. Label the right column, contradictory actions or words of Holden. Just a quick way, quick analysis assignment to show that Holden really is nothing but a big, fat, stupid phony. Let's get back to the quote here. Again, I think it's okay to discuss sensitive topics such as suicide in a classroom setting as long as we are sensitive about it and then don't immediately link into a plug for our website. Who would do that? (laughs) This would be a good time to talk about our thoughts in general. What thoughts come to mind when we are faced with a trial or a challenge? Now, I'm not an expert on suicide. I'm not a therapist. I've not gone to school for therapy, so suicide isn't my specialty. 
thoughts are, thoughts are, and I'm guessing, again, this is speculation, that when trials and challenges hit, what's our automatic thinking process? Now, for some kids, it's, I just want it all to end. Especially young people, teenagers aren't really equipped with the coping skills, with the problem-solving skills, with the emotional and mental strength to overcome challenges. I think that this, we can extend this, uh, we can teach kids how to deal. Again, I'm not saying go off and if a kid's suicidal to start counseling. That's not what we're doing here. There are professionals who can help. Sometimes kids just want to be heard. We know that. Now, uh, we can help. What? What thoughts come to mind when challenges arise, when something bad happens? I certainly hope the thought of leaping out of a window in an effort to kill oneself is not something we're thinking when challenges face, when we face challenges. And I hope, hopefully our students aren't either, although uh, I do admit to secretly hoping my car would accidentally crash into the brick wall of the baseball field before school during my first year of teaching. Now, I wouldn't say I was suicidal. I was obviously semi-joking, but only semi-joking. I That first year of mine was so rough that you know, I was faced with one challenge after another. I was having a very hard time coping with those challenges. So if you're a newer teacher, I commend you. You're probably doing a lot better than you think you are. Don't run your car into the brick wall of the baseball field. But do remember this, our thoughts lead to emotions. So whatever thoughts are leading to those emotions of, I just can't do this. Now, the thought that was going through my head continually when I was a first-year teacher was, I suck, nothing I do matters, I can't handle this. I think I can't handle this was probably the most common thought. And I can't handle this is probably a thought that every teacher has from time to time, but it's certainly something teenagers have, your students probably have. I can't handle this. Whatever challenge it is, it could be a school challenge, but probably is something outside of school. I can't handle this. Let's teach students to believe in themselves, think they can. Have. So so when we think, I can't handle this, what emotion does that create? It creates one of helplessness, despair, and our emotions drive our actions. So if our, if our thought is, I can't handle this, which leads to the emotion of despair, what actions are we going to take? I don't know about you, but I broke down in a Walmart once. Not had nothing to do with Walmart. I'm sure a lot of us have broken down in a Walmart. I mean, prices are breaking down. Woo-hoo! But I broke down in a Walmart because I just couldn't handle it anymore. That was the result. Okay, the emotions led to my actions of going to Walmart and wandering aimlessly in the school school supplies aisle. And then uh, anyhow, it's a dark moment in my life. I just shared it with you. I share it jokingly because looking back, it's kind of funny. But at the time, it wasn't funny at all. I was uh, I was having a hard time handling things. And, and it helps me remember that, uh, you know, this quote kind of reminds me is young people have a hard time handling things. So we need to help them believe that they can handle things. Now I uh, I have a little mantra. I use it when I'm uh, exercising a lot, which is I can handle this or I can do this, which completely changes my... Anyhow, enough of that. Why was Catcher in the Rye banned in high school? Why was Catcher in the Rye banned in high school? It has been. You probably know. If you've read the book, you probably know why. So let's begin with the use of profanity. We have the repetitive use of the Lord's name in vain and prolific use of the F word. That's just a starter. Uh, we have mature situations abound. A high school student, one with whom the reader sympathizes, who smokes incessantly, drinks copious amounts of alcohol, and discusses sex frequently, scares parents. I don't want it in the school. I, I know I don't. I would be a little bit um, concerned if my son, who's a senior, and my daughter, who will be a freshman next year, were reading this book in school. I'd be a little bit concerned as a parent. In addition to these incidents that run through the novel, Holden Caulfield hires a prostitute, albeit for talking, gets beat up by a pimp, and has a mental breakdown. And Salinger presents a negative outlook on life, depressing readers and giving impressionable minds bad ideas. 
I don't teach this anymore. Again, if a student wants to read it, I make sure in like a book club, I make sure they get their parents' permission. It is, it is a, it is a good, I don't want to, I'm not saying ban Catcher in the Rye. I do feel, however, that teaching it causes too much trouble and isn't worth it. I, I have put it on, uh, again, outside reading list, haven't had any problems because I, I require parental permission. I have taught other challenged books of Mice and Men Comes to Mind with much success. I'm guessing a story about two migrant farm workers swearing, drink, drinking, and frequenting prostitutes just doesn't hit home like a teenage boy drinking, swearing, and seeing a prostitute. That's my two cents. I've gone on a little bit longer than I, I planned on. It's just it's this whole Holden Caulfield suicide quote, although initially got me thinking about ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com in a very, very, uh, the word I'm looking for. Not inappropriate. Not sketchy. I forgot. I mean, I'm an ELA teacher. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Anyhow, it just it just breaks my heart. You know, I had a student at uh, one school I taught at, first school I taught at, committed suicide over spring break. And uh, I just remember the devastation it caused the school. So it's got me a little bit, you know, it's got me a little bit off my game right now. Let's end this on a positive note. Actually, that novel didn't end on a positive note. Uh, George and Lenny. Oh, yeah. No, Lenny got shot in the head. Ugh. Hey, it's summer. <laughs> uh, this might have been my worst podcast episode ever. I apologize. But hey, you listen to it in the summer, so um, thank you. If you like this episode, uh, give me a like, I guess. If you didn't like this episode, that's okay. It wasn't a very good one. Give me a like anyhow. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 